0: Hello and welcome everybody to the Great Inflation versus Deflation Debate, Part 14, Hangman's Body Count. This is going to be the last entry in the thing. It's been really fun uh, doing this whole thing and hopefully you guys found this interesting. And now the whole thing will be together in one playlist for you guys to go back and watch again or go through and read uh, all the various articles together. Um, I will maybe try to get something together that puts these all kind of grouped together so uh, you don't have to go through every video to to get all the links and stuff, Um, but no promises on that. Uh, Anyway, let's uh, get into the article. The Great uh, Debate Hangman's Body Count. Uh, This disclaimer here here is just because there's a long time between uh, posts. We're going to jump over that. Uh, So at long last, we understand how hyperinflation works. It's caused by hypervelocity. Uh, meaning folks are spending their money as soon as they get it. I'm not going to go much into their differences in Weimar and today because, honestly, the differences are actually small, Other than Vox indicates. Uh, See, we have the world's leading reserve currency. Companies and governments have enormous amounts of cash on hand ready to dump, and I showed previously the Fed has no idea how much cash is actually out there in the international market. We know that there is a roughly two trillion in corporate cash reserves in the domestic market. We we're told it's actually as much as five to six trillion in the international market, and that's on the low side. Uh, kids, this isn't even counting what the government, ar- governments around the world are hoarding. Remember, one of the benefits of being the foremost reserve currency is that oil is priced in dollars. So to buy oil, you have to have, you first have to buy dollars. That's important. It's a very big deal. So there's a lot of demand for dollars out there, and there's a lot of dollars hoarded up. And thus we see that the engine is certainly sufficient to put the train in motion. In fact, there is probably enough cash out there to blow it uh, to hell and gone. No, it's not like Weimar. It's very different. It's ver- uh, It's very different, but history doesn't repeat. It rhymes. A common but often ignored phenomenon is that uh, even during hyperinflation, the central bankers think that there isn't enough money to go around. Why? Because I have explained it as velocity during driving the problem. Not an increased supply of money. Remember that the central bankers are all worshiping John Maynard Keynes. Uh, damn his eyes. So they have a complex economic situation as simply Simplistic equations that can be manip- manipulated with godlike precision. They have equations that they really believe accurately uh, can describe something as complex as an economy. Uh, too much X and a little Y. Too much V take away some Q. I know this sounds insane because, well, it is insane. Keynesianism is far more idiotic than you probably think it is. In, exchange, in their exchange equation, velocity, the... Uh, money supply, GDP, and price inflation are all stuffed together in some insane ratio. It is so incredibly wrong that as velocity ramps up and starts the hyperinflation, though Ke- through their Keynesian glasses it appears that there is a money sh- shortage because prices is, is going up faster and the supply is increasing. They respond to this by doing what they always do, trying to increase supply, which is like putting out a forest fire with gasoline. As people dump their money, prices are driven up. These prices actually go up at a rate that is significantly greater than the rate uh, that the new money is introduced into the system. For example, according to that uh, same Keynesian exchange equation, if we double the amount of money in the system, even at standard normal velocity, uh, we would expect to see prices increase by about 3x, If the velocity is already spiking, you will see prices skyrocket while the money supply is, in comparison, barely moving. I need to point out that hyperinflation hasn't happened yet. Hyperinflation isn't a forest fire. It doesn't start small and ramp up over time. It's more like a mega tsunami. Uh, Think about it. uh, In a mega mega tsunami, you see the giant flood of water, all the damage that is done. What you don't see is the massive rock slide 4,000 miles away that caused it. One looks at the mountain and says that could fall into the ocean and cause a tsunami. Or uh, or one never bothers to look at the mountain because tsunamis are oceanic phenomenon and mountains are not oceans. If one only looks at the monetary phenomenon, then one misses the critical cause. How can I predict it? Because I look at mountains. Remember, the fiat nature of money. We have a gauge to gauge the perception of the government from the point of view of holding of the money. The long as long as there is faith in the government the people will continue to have faith in the money of that government. I am looking at the mountain I see the cracks I it hasn't slipped yet but it's clear clear it's going to. It's only a matter of time soon as a large chunk of it falls into the ocean and causes the that mega tsunami. but what will it look like when it does? My prediction is simple. As the United States continues to pile on debt, it becomes more and more obvious that everyone in the, that the debt can never be paid. And in fact, it will never even be serviced. Sometime in 2015, the U.S. will reach a debt-to-income ratio which, uh, where such a large percentage of its income is being used to service the debt lenders that uh, simply will refuse to expose themselves further. At that point, even the pretense of borrowing money will be gone. The only choice the U.S. will have is outright uh, counterfeit via the Fed. This will result in devaluating the currency to such a degree that the major holders of dollars will dump them. The, this sets off the chain reaction of hypervelocity. <clears throat> Those paying no attention will finally realize the prices are higher at Walmart than they, and they will complain. Then the next day, they will realize the prices are even higher. This will a bit of a panic and people will rush to buy what they need uh, while they can still afford it. This will drive prices even higher and will start to create shortages. As the shortages and velocity work together drive prices even higher people will totally lose faith in the purchasing power of dollars and will simply spend them as fast as they can uh, go they can to get anything they can get for them. The government will re- not recognize this. The Fed will see it uh, but will not understand it as explained Earlier, they will see it as an actual shortage of money. Being uh, idiot neo-Keynesians, they will probably even see it as a sign that the economy has finally woken up and call it good news. Uh, It will look to them like they finally have a chance to go uh, from a stimulus-driven economy back to a normal credit uh, model. They will respond by doing exactly the wrong thing, dumping more money into the system. Injecting it into the system won't be a problem at this point because the dollar will be so devalued. And the prices will be so high, uh, people will, in fact, be borrowing money again. The economist Steve Keen uh, will be proven right for even as the deposits uh, disappear through hypervelocity, new credit money will pour into the system. This is key. The floodgates that had been closed to the Fed will suddenly be thrown open. People will borrow again. Vox pointed to Weimar, and so shall I. Even as they reject their currencies, the people borrowed and borrowed, and why wouldn't they? This will continue until the system is totally destroyed and a new system is created to replace it. But what will it look like uh, while it's going on? What will it mean to you? You need to prepare for shortages. You need to prepare to be able to do without. Hyperinflation is not a time of plenty. Look at what's going on. In the animal market right now, all of the important markets will look like that. You aren't going to starve to death, but you will likely be uh, changing your diet. It's entirely likely that at some point, imports will simply stop. If they don't stop completely, the prices of such things uh, will be astronomical. Look around you. See anything that's imported? Yeah, it's going to be a problem. Almost everything is important, so almost everything is going to stop. uh, be almost impossible to get. Look, if you need a generator or a car or a tractor or tools or anything like that, you need to get it now. Electronics, get them now. <clears throat> you need to stock up on things that you need the most. I can't tell you what these things are. Uh, that's up to you. If you have little ones, buy diapers, lots of diapers. Make sure you have means to make your own baby food. Uh, for the love of, that, of all that is holy, start a garden. Stock up on canned goods and water. You need skills. You need to know how you can uh, how to preserve food, how to produce food. You need to learn how to fix things and mend clothes. You need friends. You need small community that can aid and support its members. And I recommend a healthy dose of prayer, lots and lots of prayer. This is not the end of the world. Remember that. There have been worse times before. There will be worse times in the future. Rome fell, but there stands Italy. The families alive there today can trace their roots back through the centuries, to the days of Nero. They survived, so will we. It will be in a different form, but we will survive. We will not forget how to make electricity. We will not lose our technology. There is no zombie apocalypse. Uh, suck it up. In the next few years, we will find ourselves facing a wall of fire. We have no choice in the matter. We will meet it as men. We will uh, starve it, stare it down. We will walk right through it but we will not be walking alone we uh, never walk alone and if i'm wrong if i'm wrong it is uh death by ice and i will concede vox uh to vox in 2016 uh if it is to be uh ice then you need to prepare for largely the same things and do the same things you would prepare for hyperinflation deflationary collapse you will do a shortages just like you would during hyperinflation, you need to be prepared for that either way. Your skills and a means to produce things that are not going to be easy to get. In short, just look at the Great Depression, then imagine all, it's a lot worse. Either way, we will emerge. Uh, we will be burned and battered, and in our old age, we will complain bitterly about all the wounds and scars, and our children's children will roll their eyes before they hear the same tired story yet again. Uh, the world does not end this way, people. They have been worse times. It's just hard uh, to see from the limited perspective. At this time, I would like to thank Vox publicly for the time and work he put into this debate. He did a fantastic job, and it was an honor. He was an honorable opponent. The success of this exercise was never going to be judged by the scorecard, but instead by the education it could provide. The questions, and it might. Pres- Inspired, thank you for reading and may God have mercy on us all. Now, for the love of God, do something. And that concludes the debate. Uh, which side do you think won? Uh, discuss. I'd like to, it'd be really interesting to kind of see videos and responses to this kind of thing. Um, and and make this more widely spread and known. Uh, because the things that they were talking about in 2013 seems like they might be taking fruition. Uh, long, it took longer to take fruition than they saw, or maybe it's just another minor blip now that we're in uh, 2022. But uh, we will see. And uh, hopefully you guys found this whole thing very interesting. And, uh, yeah, if you happened on this, this last one, there's a whole playlist that uh, follows the whole debate. I highly recommend it. Thank you guys for watching, and have yourselves a good day. Goodbye.